And we are back with Rush Hour. My name is Nicole. And I'm Amuktha. And it is a beautiful day here. It is going to be a beautiful weekend, and I'm in a very, very good mood because of it. <laughs> yep, it's going to be really, really warm. Um, maybe even a possible heat wave, actually. Based on it is a year. heat wave. Well, it's in yeah, the like, yeah. 80s for multiple days. Mm-hmm. Like All of next week is in the 80s. So. Yeah. so if you live in like the Seattle area, um, you're in for a really, really good time. So make the most of it by going to you know, the beach or yeah. the closest thing I'm you have to a beach. I'm definitely going to be jumping in the lake. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Some boating, mm-hmm. barbecue. Yeah. Oh, barbecue. Yes. Speaking of barbecue, to anyone who's part of the KMIH staff, oh, yes. we do have our annual KMIH barbecue on June 5th. So if you're interested, sign up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we have two pieces of news today, two big pieces of news today. Yeah. Um, and this first one is actually a continuation of Last week, um, last week we discussed the expiration of Title 42, which, if you don't remember, is a COVID-era policy that gave the U.S. government power to automatically deport any illegal immigrants to Mexico. So last week's news was more about the preparation for the matter, while this week we're actually going to talk about the action, um, because the expiration date was just yesterday at midnight. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the past few days, the U.S. Customs and Border Protection has been holding up to 28,000 migrants um, at their facilities, which are, for one, record high numbers. And it's also far beyond their capacity, which is not the best um and then also there have been 10 like over 10,000 um illegal crossings every day for the past week because of people actually racing to cross before title 42 ended which seems weird because title 42 is making them get deported so why would you try to get there before but the biden administration on wednesday set up a new legislation that had even like harsher rules around it um so people were trying to get here before that was in place harsher than title 42 um yes about seeking asylum and so that one basically says that you nobody can pursue like their asylum i don't know goals or seek asylum here Unless you have already registered online, like you can now do it on a phone or just online, Mm -hmm. Um, or if you have already seeked protection in another country before crossing the border. So it is actually more like harsher than Title 42, Mm -hmm. which is also, I also didn't know this about Title 42, but With Title 42, all of the immigrants were deported back to Mexico, like I said. But Mexico only um, accepted the return of certain nationalities. So it was mainly Mexicans and Central American countries um, and, like, Venezuela and Cubans, Haitians and Nicaraguans. Mm -hmm. So it was 
there were a lot of South American countries that Mexico would not accept. And when they came and we tried to deport them to Mexico, Mexico would not accept them. And so we had to let them pursue their immigration claims here. Because okay. we couldn't, we didn't have any deals with their home countries to deport them back. Mm-hmm. So that was another reason why there were so many immigrants trying to beat this new, new legislation to come in to try and have the best chance at being able to stay. So it's um, a lot to learn about, um, and then also. Today was the first morning of Title 42 being expired, and maybe this is because of the new legislation that's just been put up, but surprisingly, the border has been um, calm this morning, and it's been, yeah, there's been said to have no substantial increase in immigration, so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've talked about this before, like immigration and the borders and such. But it's it's really complicated what happens. It is complicated. <laughs> I've <laughs> I don't know if I'm saying it in the most understandable way because <laughs> I've been like researching for this show for like literally probably hours just trying to understand what's going on. Oh, and so like okay. Yeah. But it is a complicated, very complicated topic. But wow. yeah. And it just keeps getting more complicated, I feel like. Yeah, so it does. And what I think what threw me off guard was that the Biden administration, they took away Title 42, which is like... Uh, well, they didn't take it away. It was just the date was ex- or, set to expire because yeah. the pandemic is over technically in government okay. today. So it expired. That's a good thing for people who want to immigrate here. Yeah. And But then the Biden administration created further restrictions yeah and then that's also interesting because during his like campaign for presidency he had part of his campaign was um about immigration and about letting more immigrants come to the u.s so this is going against what he was originally seemed to be for Mm -hmm. as well and it doesn't i mean i guess you do have to have some legislation like you do have to have some rules or else right. things like this can get out of control. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting to see. And we were talking about this last week. Is we need to see like what he's going to do because it's going to be a big focal point on him and what he decides. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's been happening. Okay, and since today was the first day, we are going to see a lot more coming. I in the maybe yeah. Like mm-hmm. I said, it's been like calm, but mm-hmm. maybe it will pick up again. And um, yeah, we're just gonna have to see. Okay. Well, that was uh, a lot to take in, but I think... Sorry, yeah, that's a lot of no, information. No, no. In, in a good way. Like, this yeah. is very informative. I think people should hear about this. Um, and our next big news story is actually a little bit also, like, a lot to take in. Um, if you know me and have heard me on the show a couple times, you know I like talking about the murder stories. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> this show is no different. Um, so there was a murder story le- recently... And I feel like they're just getting worse and worse as time goes on. But I'll just say it and you can see for yourself. Lori Vallow, a mother from Idaho that was accused of killing two of her children and planning to kill her husband's first wife, was convicted on Friday at the end of a week-long murder trial. Um, The jury in Boise 
uh, unanimously reached its decision, and Lori Vallow was charged with murder, conspiracy, and grand theft in the deaths of Joshua J.J. Vallow, who was 7 years old, and Tylee Ryan, who was 16, year old, uh, 16 years old. Um, the search finally... So, okay, so for a little bit of background, um, Joshua and Tylee, the two kids... First vanished in September of 2019. So this is actually, this was four years ago. But oh, wow. the case is actually happening right now because there were a lot of details behind it that were like a little bit hard to investigate. Um, but when they were, when they went missing, they, um, they it was followed by a months long search um, that ended in June 2020, which is... Almost a year at that point, July, August. Yeah. Yeah, so that's 10 months of a search. So they couldn't find them until June 2020. And then the police found their remains um, on Valo's fifth and current husband's property. His name is Chad Dable. And the way they say it, it wasn't just bodies, but more like remains. So it wasn't a very... Like not, it's not like a stab and go or like shoot and go kind of murder. It was, it was definitely more than that. But those details just haven't been released yet. Um, Dable was also charged and arrested with murder and conspiracy, and is going to have a separate t- uh, trial that hasn't been scheduled yet. And a lot of witnesses that have been living around the property have even come out to say that he and his wife, so Dable and Lori, have are like conspiracy theorists. And oh. they have this belief in like a doomsday system and the existence of zombies. And um, these are these are like very, not common, but they have been like evident in them from since the beginning because a lot of their neighbors or a lot of people around them have been like no have noticed how weird it is that they're like that and yeah. it's just even weirder that after all their beliefs they decide to kill two of their children and try killing Devil's first first wife which is a first little out weird. of five first out of husbands. um her not his first out of five but he is her oh, it was, husband oh yeah. her husband so she's been wife. married five times okay so They've both been also charged with the conspiracy to commit first-degree de- murder of uh, Dable's first wife, Tammy Dable. And so he's facing additional charges for that. And then they have both pleaded not guilty to all of the charges against them so far. But they have been, um, they have been convicted anyways. Or she has been convicted, so... There's enough evidence. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if the remains are found on your property, that's... It's a little suspicious. Yeah. And I'm surprised they didn't say anything during that 10-month-long search where they were looking for the kids. I know. <laughs> and if... I mean, it's been four years. They'd probably find remains by now. And yeah. Maybe contact authorities. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, this is another creepy story that's been headlining for a little while since this case was, like, a week long. Um, That is creepy. I, uh, (laughs) the murder stories, they're really interesting. Okay, wait. You need to do, like, a serial, are you into, like, serial killer murder, Um, like, shows and stuff like that? Or just the news stories? 
not really like true crime. I think people talk about true crime. I've never been too interested in it. Me personally, I really like horror movies. Maybe that's、oh. what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I hate horror movies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But no, these are interesting, even if they creep me out a little bit. <laughs> But yeah, we've had a lot of these.、Mm-hmm. Now that I think about it, and. This is like an extra piece of news, but we were just talking about this in class. That someone on Mercer Island actually,、um, their house was robbed by an armed robber. Thief,、yeah. An armed robber. So that's that's like twice as scary because you hear about robberies on the island. Sometimes it's actually spiked a little bit in the last couple of months, which is definitely not a good thing.、Nope. But the fact that it's an armed robbery makes it a lot. Worse because you don't hear about something like that every day until it's like until it's close to you and it affects you exactly. And then when you have like it's on East Mercer, that's super. And、close. like when you know the actual street name that this robbery and this like armed robbery is on, and like I don't know, it just is more personal,、mm-hmm. and then it gets scarier.、Mm-hmm. If you don't live on Mercer Island, it is a very small island. Yeah, you basically know everyone. Almost. Well, there's like twenty five thousand people. Yeah, but I don't know. It somehow feels like. But you I feel know like、everyone. you know everybody. Yeah. yeah. And like you know every street. Like everybody's been on every street. Yeah. So. <laughs> and everything's super in super close range of each other. So if something's like this armed robbery case happened on East Mercer, you could be like, "That's just a couple. That's only、away. a couple streets down. Or that is literally my street. Like, yeah. But yeah, that is a little off-putting.、Um, but hopefully, we do get that sorted out soon. Yeah, and all these robberies and thefts and everything.、Mm-hmm. So,、um, but yeah, those are our two big news pieces today. After all that, those stories about、um, immigration troubles and murder,、um, we have some good news. Good for news, all guys.、So、yes.、Nice. Okay. I, yeah, we'll let Nicole start. Yeah, I'm gonna start because I'm very excited for Amukla's.、Um, we're gonna save the best for last. <laughs>、um, but yeah, I mine is still really good.、Um, China recently completed a solar array. In Ningxia Hui, that is capable of generating 1.8 billion kilowatts of electricity in one year. Wow, and that's that's, that's just from solar power. Just solar power. This、wow. is in the desert,、um, and this can power 1.5 million homes. So. It's a really, really big project. That is amazing. Yeah. So this particular array will bring energy to the central Hunan province,、um, which is a less rural part of China, but it has a bigger population than some of the more rural parts,、um, which is why they chose it over like Ningxia or. I'm not sure if I'm butchering that pronunciation, but、um, China's more rural provinces are located in the arid western deserts,、um, like the Gobi deserts and the, gosh, Taklamakan deserts. And so these places mostly rely on coal for electricity, which we know is not that good with like fossil fuels and everything. Um, so the best part of this news is that this solar array is the only the first of multiple that are multiple planned、uh, giant renewable energy products projects that are planned for those western deserts, 
to hopefully accelerate economic development in these mostly agricultural economies of rural China. So, wow. yeah. This is really great because um, China is really uh, is known for kind of its pollution that it goes yeah, into the environment. Right. Like there, a couple of years ago, there was this like news article where people couldn't even go in some of the bigger cities without wearing a mask because of so much pollution. Um, so this is actually really, really great to see. I know, yeah. And so yes, they don't... Until now, there has not been a lot. I mean, there's been some, but it's not been like a lot of work done to convert from these like coal um, energy plans to then something like wind or solar Mm -hmm. and now they are doing a lot all at once and so that is i think really good Mm -hmm. yeah that's exciting (laughs) yeah all right so for our second piece of good news um i think nicole might have gotten a little bit caught off guard because the one sentence i wrote was chunkasaurus the snapping turtle i'm so excited to hear this (laughs) here's the backstory behind that so a giant snapping turtle named Chunkasaurus became an online celebrity after it was caught on camera lounging on some rocks in the Chicago River. And the person who caught this, uh, who caught Chunkasaurus there, uh, someone named Santor, said that it was great to see this beast thriving here on what was once such a toxic river but is slowly getting cleaned up and restored. Somebody planted a bunch of native plants up the river from here too. I can only wonder... I can only wonder this thing's been eating. So after they found out about how much of like the vegetation it had been eating, the locals started calling it Chunkasaurus, the snapping turtle. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) And it's estimated um, that it's a female and that it weighs around 60 pounds. So this is a really... 60? Yeah, 60. So this is a big snapping turtle. And... It's kind of just been lounging on the rocks of the Chicago River for a little while now. But yeah. that's so fun. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's a fun story. <laughs> it's nice to get some biodiversity back in in cities like Chicago. And that's true, actually. I didn't think about that. Yeah. But yeah, that is interesting. And they did mention how um, the Chicago River is finally getting a little bit cleaner and less polluted than it used to be. So yeah. I think I think all the good news today has a nice little tie back to the climate. I know. We do seem to have a lot of climate pieces of news in our good news. Yeah. But I mean that's really good. If mm-hmm. our climate is doing I mean it's not doing as well as we need, but there are efforts it's, across the world that yeah. are people are trying going towards it. Yes. Which is really good. Um so yes, those are our two pieces of good news today. And then we are going to just get into speed news. Mm-hmm. Um, I will start us off. I have personally never watched Beetlejuice, the first movie. Mm-hmm. Have you? I have not. I've only heard about it. Like, okay, yeah. Is I didn't know if it was like a horror movie and if, <laughs> if you'd be into it. But after years of speculations of a sequel, Beetlejuice 2, starring Willem Def- Dafoe, I have no idea who that actor is. I don't know how to pronounce his I name. I don't know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> um, he will star alongside Jenna Ortega and Michael Keaton, who I do know. Mm-hmm. And this Beetlejuice 2 is in production and set for release in 2024. Okay. 
I hear a lot of hype surrounding Beetlejuice, the first movie. So I, I think this is going to be like a highly anticipated kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's a classic, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I mean, just it's just a movie that everybody knows and it's on Broadway and mm-hmm. all of these things. So And it is horror, you said, or something? I don't know. Like... I feel like it is horror. Okay, because I feel like... Jenna Ortega kind of takes those roles very well after Exactly. Wednesday. So yeah. this is being produced by Tim Burton, who also produced the oh, Wednesday show. Okay. So yeah, it that makes sense makes that sense. <laughs> he took back Jenna, or- Jenna Ortega because she seems to do these roles really well. Yeah. Right, our next piece of speed news. Twitter has a new CEO. And if you didn't know, Elon Musk actually stepped down as CEO. He's still working with Twitter, uh, just not from that like standard CEO role. But he has replaced himself with Linda Yaccarino, who was the previous head of advertising at NBC Universal. Interesting. Well, we'll see what she does with the company. <laughs> I don't know. Twitter's always in hot water now, and everybody's yeah. like looking at what's going on there. Yeah, it's just kind of a mess. <laughs> I know. Um, this is another piece of news about uh, the film industry, although it's a little bit worse plans for filming the fifth and final season of stranger things have been paused due to this hollywood writer's strike oh right okay okay i didn't know how that would impact me but i think i know i feel it now (laughs) oh my gosh i want search things season five so badly i'm yeah i don't want to wait for it but it's been a while since season four came out (laughs) When did it? Was that last year? Was it just last year? I feel like was it, it just last it, year? It feels like a really long time. It feels like so long ago. Probably because everybody watches it in like two days and then yeah. like has to wait four more years <laughs> in between. But um, yeah, so hopefully this writer strike can get sorted out soon, so we can get Stranger Things back. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, our next piece of speed news: George Santos, who we actually we talk a lot about him on this show. But he's a Republican congressman, and he admitted to theft that he committed in Brazil back in 2008. And now he has to pay restitution and fines for the case to be dropped. And this is a case um, being held in the court of Brazil. So this really doesn't, I don't know, it really doesn't have any American affiliation. But since he did commit the crime in Brazil, that's how it's being handled. Interesting. 2008, too. That's like a very long time. That's a while ago. I don't know. Past mistakes always seem to come back up. They do. Um, And then our last piece of speed news is also a tie back to our last show. We were talking about, um, yes, this over-the-counter birth control. And as of today, or no, as of this week, U.S. Food and Drug Administration advisors had a unanimous vote supporting making the O-pill birth control pill over-the-counter. They say that the benefits outweigh the risks. So wow, you will okay. be able to buy birth control over-the-counter yes. soon. Okay, that that is actually... I kind of forgot that we were supposed to give an update on that. So thank oh, you for yeah. that, Nicole. Oh, yeah, I got you, I got you. <laughs> but yeah, that's a good update. Yeah, it is. So, All right, so we're at the end of our speed news, and we do have one more segment left. And for this next segment, I actually, I prepared a little interview. It's not with anyone famous, just um, some in-school people. But (laughs) you might know this, but the Mercer Island High School Band is going to be playing at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in 
whenever Thanksgiving is. 2023 in November. November, yeah. <laughs> My bad. November this year. You know, they actually trained us on how to say Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade because we're not supposed to say the Macy's Day Parade or the Thanksgiving oh. Parade. I, I don't know. There's some like i love saying the it. macy's day parade Me i think too. it's like that's like the classic way to say it they had a meeting and everything to tell people oh my that, no you can't say that <laughs> i don't know oh but, so if you're gonna refer to it yeah you gotta make sure to say the macy's thanksgiving day parade okay <laughs> good to know <laughs> but yeah so the band is going there um november of 2023 which is this year um and so it's not cheap yeah, it's very expensive. It's so, York. one thing is they're having a fundraiser tomorrow called the Mindy Five Hundred, which is how it sounds. It's like Indy Five Hundred, but M I, so Mindy Five Hundred, and you get to ride little like non-electric go karts around the school hallways and like oh fun games like that. Um, and for the upcoming parade we also elect new drum majors this year which are the people that conduct and lead the band and these people they are very very dedicated they have to spend tons of hours with the band directors and everyone so i got a quick interview of just all three of the new drum majors that were elected just two or three weeks ago and it's usually the band plus band directors who elect them so it's kind of like a general choice on who becomes the next drum majors and so i just got a few words of excitement or plans for next year and yeah that's basically what the interview is about one two buckle my shoes three four buckle some more five six nike kicks The people singing that song are the new drum majors for the 2023 to 2024 MIHS marching band season. Selected through a series of interviews and elections, Soul Park, Moa Valentine, and Elena Lil will be the drum majors that lead the MIHS band through the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Here's what they have to say about their new role. As one of our new drum majors for the 2023-2024 marching band season, how do you feel? I feel really excited that we're that we're going to be able to go to Macy's and I'm going to be drum major for the Macy's Day Parade. And I think that we can do a lot next year. Um, yeah, it's going to be a great experience. Um, I think everybody's going to have so much fun, but not just fun, just like a huge learning experience, like work as a team, you know, get to learn, get to grow, get to make um, relationships. This is also um, one of our first travel experiences with the new people since COVID. So it's really exciting to be able to learn how to travel together and work as a team for that. And adding on to that, what are you looking forward to most as drum major next year? I'm looking forward to see all the improvement that all of us are going to make. No matter how little or big those changes might be, it's going to be fantastic to see improvement throughout the whole, whole entire band. Right, like the one really cool advantage of being a drum major is that you could see the whole band like at one spot. And you could see from day one all the way to day... So yeah, starting from like day one to day whatever... We're going to be able to see all the improvements in our band. Each person has so much to improve on. Also, as drum majors, we can see the whole entirety of the band while the individual kind of only sees themselves. I think our band right now is great, but I think what we could improve on is just honestly 
having more connections and having more fun, right? Because it's not just about just improving and just like, oh yeah, I'm going to march better all the time or something like that. But if you make that process fun, right? Well, overall, I want to sort of build this kind of trust and community inside of the band program by having a lot more connection within sections and having people know that they can trust their leaders. But I also specifically, I want to bring back some traditions that we've kind of lost over COVID, such as saying senior speeches or doing more section bonding outside of marching band games. A lot of, the uh, most important job of a drum major is having that spirit and getting people energized, not so much critiquing everybody, getting them to the perfect posture, or perfect stance. It's all about getting them energized and motivated to become a better set of themselves. Right, because like no matter what, how much, however someone tells you to do something, the only way you're actually going to improve is you, if, you, if, you, <laughs> if you do it yourself, right? That's the best way to improve, so... If we all get them motivated, a motivated band is all, will always be better than a band that gets conducted by or directed by or just control. a yeah control. Exactly, that's the perfect. Oh, word. I'm just I'm most excited for seeing people next year and for seeing how people actually grow next year. Like our freshmen this year, they're amazing. So I want to see what we can do. Although being drum major is a really stressful job, there's always moments of comedic relief that happen. That, that's actually what I said no, most. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just copying me. You're copying yeah. me. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> this interview is like the most horrible. Is this distracting? <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a really great question. Um, I think. Yeah. So there's a lot of changes. Subject. What am I talking? Changes. Subjective. Okay. When you were young, at least when I was young, math was fun for me, and I got to improve a lot in math. Right. But for Moa, the reason why she might... Oh, wait, no, no. <laughs> Dude! Okay, okay, let me say. Okay, reset. No, I was The entire band is looking forward to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and we hope to get all the support we can. So those were the interviews of the drum majors. And yes. once again, if you've just tuned in, the Mindy 500 is tomorrow. Um, by now you should have your tickets maybe they have some last minute ticket selling going on but make sure to get yours so you can go ride some tricycle go-karts around the school (laughs) (laughs) yes that'll be really fun Um, yeah and that is the end of our show today thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening Um, we are going to have we're going to see you next week it might not be a normal show um, but we will still come on and talk to you all for a little bit and until then you can keep listening to KMIH 889 the bridge and enjoy the sunshine